It is Friday. That means it's time for another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside our host of the program, Andrew Gamison. Well, Adam, it's great to be with you again on another Friday, and it's great to have another wonderful interview for the podcast today. I have the privilege of welcoming in some uh, friends of mine. Uh, the Zaitemas, Anna, Anna Zaitema is here with her mother, and we're very happy to have them with us. And I just have been really impressed by their family uh, in my interactions with them. And then to hear that Anna has a uh, new new endeavor, new outreach that she's working on uh, called Legless and Loving Life. So we're going to get into a little bit about what that's all about. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you. It's good to have you here. And we, we may have a couple questions for your mom toward the end of the podcast, but it's very good to have you here, and we're, we're just going to get started. First of all, Anna, how old were you when you were adopted? I was almost three. Almost three, so you probably don't remember a whole lot about that. No, I don't. Can you tell me a little bit about your family? Um, let's see. I have, uh, there's a total of seven siblings. Uh, my I have one sister and five brothers. Uh, my sister is in her 20s. I don't remember exactly. And uh, she's um, she just graduated from college, and my youngest sibling is two, and his name is Jaden. So it sounds like a pretty exciting household. I know I am the oldest of 11 children, and there's never a dull moment around our house. Of <laughs> course, it is getting emptier and emptier, but... It's fun when they all come back for holidays and such. So let's get started with our questions here. Uh, Anna, tell us how you met Jesus. Because here at Speaking for Him, the biggest thing we want to do is to talk about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how that makes life better and how that encourages us to, uh, to live the best life possible. So Anna, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to know Christ? Uh, I was adopted into an American Christian family, uh, and I grew up growing up uh, hearing, praying, and hearing stories about Jesus, which eventually led me to uh, accepting him as my personal savior at around seven or eight. And then a couple years later, I fell into into depression uh, because um my birth family had disappeared from my life after I told them that I'd given my life to Christ. I started, you know, I was getting mad at God for that. And I I started not caring about having a relationship with him anymore. Uh, he, you know, some of those nights, uh, God would try to reach out to me. And he would ask me, do you surrender to me? Are you going to follow my ways? My heart response was, you're the last person I want to talk to right now. Uh, that That's a sad statement, I know, but that's where I was at that point in my life. And eventually, one night, uh, God asked me that same question again, and I knew that if I was going to experience peace in my life, it was only going to be through him and him only. It wasn't. I wasn't going to find it in any human relationship, or anything that the world had to offer me, it was only going to be through Jesus Christ. And so I I surrendered back to him, and I, I said, okay, God, I give. And that was the night I re recommitted my life to him. And now 
uh, as I look back on those years, I I can see that God probably took my birth family out of my life for a season uh, to help me uh, strengthen my relationship with Him and my faith in Him. Uh, it's very interesting that you mention uh, coming to Christ and then going through a depression uh, because I had a really similar experience where after I came to Christ, there were about nine years there where I didn't want, uh, I wanted, I, I knew about my eternal destination, but my temporary destination really stunk. And I remember saying, God, why did you do this to me? I can't really do anything to serve you where I am. Mm -hmm. And if you hadn't made a mistake, which I know now that he didn't make a mistake, that he doesn't make mistakes. But if you hadn't made a mistake, then I could serve you. And then I finally got to the point where I was able to surrender to him. And this podcast is one of the results of that surrender when I was 14 years old. So I definitely can relate to where you're coming from. So um, thank you for being so open and honest. I think a lot of people who are Christians do struggle, but we have a tendency not to let people know that we're struggling. And one of the things that I always try to be is honest. I know a lot of people would say that I wear my heart on my sleeve, and that's what I want to be a trademark of speaking for him, too. So I thank you for being honest. I think it will help our listeners. Um, when did you decide to start speaking? It was about two years ago I, I started speaking. And the reason I want to speak is because I want to uh, encourage people to trust God with the hard circumstances that they're going through. And everybody has a purpose in life. Nobody in the world has was born without a purpose. When God created everyone, it was for a purpose. And when people see me with a disability, uh, they look at me with a disability, but when I reach out to them, telling them that when God created me without legs, uh, it was a blessed opportunity. And then they can start looking at their own circumstances and trusting God with that purpose. Yeah. I mean, uh, even though I am in a wheelchair, uh, I'm pretty. I'm still pretty thankful for my legs, and so I. It's hard for me to relate to to where you're at, but I know that God gives grace to people for their specific situation, and He doesn't give uh, us other people's grace. He gives us the grace that He has for us, and so I'm very thankful to see God working in your life and to see things coming together for you in this regard of speaking. Um, how did you happen to come up with the name, which I love, by the way, of Legless and Loving Life? I was actually um, on my way home from work one day, and my brother Lane, I asked him, uh, uh, do you have a name, can you think of a name that I could use for my website, for my ministry? And he came up with Legless and Loving Life. I went home that night, and my family thought it fit pretty well, and I liked it, and I prayed to God and asked him, and that's how I got the name Legos and Loving Life. Well, I can testify that brothers and sisters can be a real blessing in life, <laughs> and so that's, that's a great uh, tidbit to hear. Um, if people want to ask you to speak, how can they get in touch with you, Anna? I have an email address called uh, legolessandlovinglife at gmail.com. 
I also have a Facebook page called Legos and Loving Life. And uh, if you want to get hold of me by phone, our phone number is 616-855-4847. Adam, do you have a question for Anna? I do. I, I real quick just, just have to say good for you for your outlook on life and, and continuing, continuing to do what God wants you to do. You know, I, you hear a lot of these situations and people get so down or they, you know, they go through depression, but then they don't get out of it and they just get really down about it. But you've kind of risen above with God's help. So I, I wanted to ask you and, and congratulate you on that. But was there like a Bible verse, like a favorite Bible verse of yours that maybe helped with that or, or maybe just one you have that helps you through your daily mission in life? Uh, James one twelve is actually a good one. It says, "Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God uh, that God has promised to those who love Him." And when for us we when we're going through hardship, we have that assurance from God that. If we stand up under that trial, we will see that crown of life. And when we get to heaven, we can lay that crown back at his feet because it was through him that uh, we could stand up under that. And also something to remember is that he never gives us anything more than what we can handle. That's true. Well, thank you very much, Anna, for being with us. I, I know that when I talked to your mom, she said that she wanted um, this podcast to be about you and your story, and I appreciate that. But I wonder if she might come to the mic so that we can ask a couple questions um, regarding uh, adoption and Anna's adoption in particular. I think that adoption is a very important thing to do. You know, we just recently celebrated the 40th anniversary of Roe versus Wade um, and the sad implications of 50 million unborn babies who are not with us and if you think about it even more than that because their potential descendants are not with us. Mm -hmm. so uh, we're dealing with a big problem and one of the problems is that people say well an aborted child is better than an unwanted child but there are a lot of people that want to adopt babies and so let's hear i want to hear a little bit about adoption from mrs Zydema. um so the first question would be, Michelle, um, what made you first consider adoption? Interestingly enough, the Lord called my husband and I to adoption before we called him Lord. <clears throat> and um, we came to Christ after, the ba after our um, first child was born and still had that calling to adopt special needs kids. Our first child um, was born without a left hand, and he was had enough personality for three people, and we thoroughly enjoyed having him in our home, and we were looking for, we specifically were looking for a playmate for him, a sibling that shared a similar difference, and um, <laughs> and for whatever reason, um, we praised his name that the Lord led us to Anna, and she had the hardest adoption in world, world, his, in world history. Um, <laughs> We fought the Albanian government and the United States government and dealt with adoption issues um, for two and a half years. The Lord provided enough funds to um, not only um, adopt her eventually, but to be able to help two other families adopt special needs children. Um, my husband and I were going into this adoption hoping to make a difference in Anna's life, and instead she has um, blessed us a hundredfold. Well, uh, 
you you already touched on this, but if you could elaborate a little bit more on Anna's adoption and just some of the lessons God's taught you through being a mom to this very special girl. Huh. We, um, I, I tend to be a very strong-willed, independent kind of person. I want to be my own God. <clears throat> and um, the Lord showed me very clearly who is God when we were trying to adopt Anna. We did every shenanigan we could think of to try and raise funds for her adoption. Um, we were looking at approximately $35,000 for her adoption, which seemed like wow. an impossible amount of money. Um, and we did, I mean, you name it, we did it, every kind of fundraiser you can imagine. And the money just wasn't coming in. I mean, <laughs> God was, was thwarting us at every turn. And after two years of this, I finally went to the um, mailbox one day and met, was met with only bills. And standing in the road at the mailbox, I just I just fell to my knees and cried. Um, Lord, I can't do this anymore. There's nothing I can left I can do. And um, <laughs> was walking back to the door, and my, my son runs down the down the stairways. We're on the front page of the Grand Rapids Press, and the phone started ringing, and it rang for two solid days with people wanting to help us to adopt Anna. Um, as I mentioned before, um, <laughs> he he gave us more than enough money to adopt her. He was was just waiting for us to let him be God. And when we adopted Anna, we wanted her to realize that he did not curse her. She had been born into a Muslim country where birth, um, birth defects were considered a curse by God. And we wanted her to understand that he loves her and that he is a merciful, providing God, that he did not just bring her into this world and abandon her, that he would be with her. And, um, you know, she has taught us so much about... Um, about just how faithful and how provisional God is. Um, through through the faith journey that she has been on, our faith has been strengthened. We have come to realize that truly he, he didn't make any mistakes when he made Anna, that um, he created her with that special plan and purpose perfectly according to his will, that um, he gave her a beautiful, precious opportunity to glorify him. Um, because she doesn't have legs, he not only saved Anna, through her not having legs, because we probably wouldn't have adopted her if she didn't have special needs. So he saved her through her leglessness, but now he's using her leglessness to save others, which just, it astounds us of his, of his grace, of his, of his sovereign will that sometimes just looks impossibly um, off track to us sometimes, but, um, he brings it all around, and he meets people where they're at, and he ministers to them um, in ways that that they grow exponentially, and they bring him glory in the process. You're an example of that, Andrew. Well, it's very exciting to be used of God. I often tell people when I'm out preaching or even here on this podcast uh, similar thoughts that there's no better place to be than in the center of God's will, and I feel like... Um, this podcast and the ability to reach out to people in this way is a confirmation that I'm doing what God called me to do and he's blessing it. And I'm very pleased with that. And I'm pleased to be a vehicle to help other people um, to reach out to, to the sphere of influence that God has for them. So I hope that that Anna's sphere of influence continues to grow and that God will enlarge her borders and continue to give her opportunity to testify for him. And especially, uh, in in the areas of her disability as she shows how she overcomes that 
Um, there can be no other explanation than um, Jesus Christ and his work in her life. And that's exciting. I've said this before on the podcast, but God delights in using useless people because when he, he uses them, then he gets all the glory and he doesn't like to share his glory with others. So that's, that's a bonus for him. And thank you, Anna, for being willing to be used. Thank you for being here on the podcast. And as we finish up, I just want to say, consider adoption. Um, there's some good adoption agencies in the area. One that comes to mind right away is Bethany Christian Services. So give that a look. And remember that Jesus Christ adopted you and brought you into his family if you've trusted him. And if you haven't, do so today. Until next Friday, this is Andrew Gomison saying, keep serving the best masters.